This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me tonight, Wednesday, during the Yankees-Rangers game with Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers to get in on the action. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees, and today's episode is going to be a crossover episode with Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. We talk about a bunch of things, but mostly Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo is Bryce's favorite all-time baseball player. He just adores him, and it kind of kills him that the Yankees now have Joey Gallo. And we talk about how Joey Gallo did when he first came over, how he's starting to do better, And we discuss other stuff. So I hope you enjoy the episode. But before we get into it, you can listen to this show on Apple, Google, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher. You can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees or Locked on Rangers. And you can watch on YouTube. So without further ado, here is the crossover episode. Locked on Yankees, Locked on Rangers. You are locked on the Texas Rangers. You are also locked on to the New York Yankees. I am... Bryce Patrick, host of Locked On Rangers, joined today for a special crossover episode by Stacy Goslikas. Goslikas, just, just <laughs> Stacy G. <laughs> How you doing, Stace? I'm good. <laughs> Don't worry, I've been going through that my entire life. <laughs> uh, I know. I I feel your pain because as la- someone with the last name Patrick, who everyone tries to make Patrick or Patternick or Pattersnicker, like it's just it's. It's so difficult, but I, I tried my best. I, I, I felt like I got, I'm adding a K in there for no reason, but you know, <laughs> it's fine. This is always a pleasure to record with you. Um, ever since you stole my favorite baseball son, uh, harbored a little bit of ill will towards you, but it's not your fault that, you know, the Rangers gave him such a non-competitive contract offer. Um, and it seems like he's doing really well. I mean, we're recording this on, Tuesday afternoon. It is Tuesday, right? It is. Yes. I'm just making sure I have the days of the week, right? Cause that's always a struggle for me. Um, but anyway, after the first Rangers Yankees game, since Joey Gallo went there, um, he left Sunday's game with uh, some neck stiffness. But before that, Joey Gallo has been absolutely crushing it. Um, what has it been like having him on your team? Um, I know the Yankees fans were booing him and um, he talked a little bit about how that hurts feelings, which it hurt my feelings for him. Um, but what is the Joey Gallo experience in New York been like so far? I love Joey Gallo. I think he's great. I mean, I know he strikes out a lot and that's what Yankee fans are booing him for, but Yankee fans booed Garrett Cole off the mound the other day. So, you know, (laughs) they're the season, you know, you were, we were talking before we started recording where you were talking about how hard it is for you as the host of a team that there's not a lot happening with them to come up with things to talk about where Yankees, they're like on the cusp of possibly making the playoffs, but they keep screwing themselves. And Yankee fans are just so angry at everything. So I think if the Yankees were performing better, they wouldn't be so pissy about his strikeouts. They wouldn't care because if the rest of the lineup was hitting the ball, it would just be like, all right, Joey Gallo struck out again. No big deal. But he picked it up in the last week. And yeah, he 
I think they said he slept on his neck wrong, which I feel you, Joey Gallo. And by the way, mm -hmm. any Yankee doctors who may be watching this, can you tell me what I need to do with my neck? Because it's been bothering me for like a week now. So <laughs> anything you could do. But no, I'm enjoying it. Love when he hits bombs. He had two bombs the other day. And it's just, he's a joy to watch. And as you said in our crossover, when we first got him, well, you know, when the Yankees first got him, not we, I'm not one of those people. The other aspects of his game you know, the base running, the walking, you know, all that stuff. He's a good all-around player. Yes, the strikeouts are up, but hello, we have Aaron Judge on the team. He also strikes out a lot. So I don't understand <laughs> what the big deal is and why people are so pissy with Joey Gallo. But. It's because batting average. That's what it is. It's, yeah. it's the same thing with the Rangers. Like, oh, he's hitting two. I'm like, are, are, are you kidding me? Did you not hear about the money ball thing? Have you ever heard of on base? You heard of slugging? Oh, right. yes. You've seen his gold gloves? Like, hello, there's more to a baseball player than their freaking batting average. It's 2021. Get over it. Right, right. It's true. Because if you see, you know, I've been surprised when I've seen other teams batting averages, you know, because they show all the stats when guys come up and even good teams, you're seeing guys who are batting like 220, 210. And you're like, <laughs> how like th those guys wouldn't even be playing 20 years ago because of the way they used to look at numbers. And now people realize that's batting average isn't the be all end all. There are some holdouts in that discussion, but most people realize that that isn't just like wins and losses when you're judging a pitcher. It's no oh God. Don't even get me started on that. It drives me insane. <laughs> it drives me so insane. Yeah. Like, I, I really like, I used to actually, uh, spoiler, I used to actually, I don't know why this, I said spoiler alert, but you know, whatever. Um, but I used to work for uh, Fox Sports Southwest. Um, I was an intern there my first summer, like out of college before I technically graduated because I needed to do the graduate to do the internship to graduate. Mm -hmm. But like, and I, there's a lot of great people in there. But one thing that like bothers the heck out of me about the Rangers broadcast is that like when they're putting up, you know, the stats when a, like a relief pitcher comes in, like, oh, he's pitched this many games. He got this win loss record. They never have innings. And I'm like, why don't you show the inning? That is so much better for me, like putting some kind of like, you know, context for, all right, is him having 12 strikeouts in nine games? Is that good? Is that bad? Like I need the innings. Like he could have pitched a third of an inning in one game where he could have pitched three innings. Like, I don't know because you won't tell me like, please fix that. Right. Right. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Clearly I'm fine and, and over it. Um, but you know, you've been talking about the Yankees kind of like screwing themselves out of stuff. I, I keep noticing like when there are random games and the Yankees are playing against the Orioles and they lose those. What's what's happening there? Why are they losing these games? Well, <laughs> the offense likes to not score runs is basically what the problem is. Um, they had the 4-3 comeback win against the Orioles the one night and then the next night Jordan Montgomery's pitching strikes out 12 Orioles first time in his career he's struck out that many guys and for some reason the Yankees are allergic to scoring when Jordan Montgomery pitches so I know this is going to air and you'll hear it after the game tonight where Jordan Montgomery is pitching but don't be surprised if the Yankees offense doesn't do anything for him because they just don't and I don't know why and it doesn't matter the opponent it could be the Red Sox which is you know understandable or it could be a team like the Orioles who are one of the worst teams in baseball but for some reason the Yankees offense is like oh Jordan Montgomery's pitching we're not going to do anything um there are 
managerial decisions that are questionable. One being the fact that they won't play Luke Voigt for some unknown reason. I think he pissed some people off because he expressed his uh, true opinion of finding out that they traded for Anthony Rizzo. But I mean, do you blame him? Yes, he was injured, but I kind of get his point. And he said something about it. And since then, they've sat him a bunch. And why? He hits home runs. Like, what What are you doing? And even tonight's Tuesday night's lineup, Stanton's playing the field. Why isn't Luke Voigt either DHing or playing first? He's not even in the game. So I don't understand. It's a combination of a bunch of things. But I, I, oh, the offense and the bullpen are two big reasons, really. But the managerial decisions, the, the, Aaron Boone is just, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I'm thinking maybe he won't be around next year, but I I wouldn't bet house on that because with the way the Yankees operate, they'll be like, oh, they like the, that he listens to the front office and doesn't rock the boat. And, you know, he's kind of like their lap dog. Can I say that? That's the way you I can feel. Say you okay. can say that. I'm not, I'm not going to snitch on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that definitely seems frustrating. Um, if you do fire him, please don't come for Chris Woodward. I know he would be better served being on, you know, managing a winning team. Um, but I love him very much. And he is like, do you watch uh, Ted Lasso? I love that show. Uh, he is almost like, not that I would compare anybody to Ted Lasso, but like he is, he's got some Ted Lasso vibes to him. Um, and I like, which means I really love him a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and especially if, if you wanted Joey Gallo to stay and you bring in Chris Woodward, like Joey can be like, where's the contract extension? I will be here forever because I love this man. Like Woodward <laughs> was, was singing Joey's praises, like like all leading up to, to this game and talking about, um, he had this really nice quote um, that I'm going to give after we take this little break and we're from our sponsors, but quick tease, Chris Woodward still loves Joey Gallo and I'm pretty sure the feeling is mutual. But we're going to get to this word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor today is is sponsored to you by Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Rangers once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news and rumors. You know, be sure to – you'll have your chance to download the app uh, and get maybe get featured on the show. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, On this Locked On Rangers show through our Green Room conversations, be sure to join me this week. Stace and I will be hosting – joint hosting a Green Room during the Wednesday night – rangers yankees series finale i think this is the last time that we play this season am i right mm-hmm. yep sweet um it'll be a lot of fun not sure if it's during the beginning of the game or the middle of the game but we will get to it during that game a lot of fun so go download the green room app currently available on all ios devices be sure to create a profile link your twitter join the mlb group for the latest league updates follow me at bryce patter to be notified when my room goes live i know you won't want to miss it i'm planning to be live like i said during the wednesday game between the rangers and yankees so download the app and i can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the rangers see you there green room changing the way we talk about sports 
This episode is also brought to you by betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron. Besides our eyes, you know, we're, we're keeping our eyes on the pennant chase or, you know, somebody else's pennant chase in my case. Um, teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. Now, I gave Chris Woodward a very high compliment of saying that he has Ted Lasso vibes. Um, I wonder what he would look like with a mustache. I don't know that it would be as good. The, the current beard he's rocking, like, it's working for him. Um, he's a very positive guy. And I talked a little bit about this in uh, yesterday's episode when talking about how Joey Gallo handles booing. Um, this is what Joey said. He said, uh, I've been very pretty good at handling it. First couple of times, it hurts a little bit. Nobody's excited to get booed, but these are passionate fans. When you go good, there's no better place to be. They want you to win. The expectations and the pressure are a lot higher. And this is what Woody had to say in response to Joey handling those boos. He said he cares. When guys care, it hurts more. Justin Turner has that. Chris Taylor has that. Maybe I'm getting a little bit philosophical, but that's part of what's missing in our society. A lot of times, the fact that we don't care and we're not sensitive enough to what's going on, we're not empathetic and compassionate to other people around us, and we're so quick to throw barbs at people. Joey feels all that. He takes that to heart. That's part of being a human being. It's his biggest strength, but sometimes our biggest strength can get in the way and affect performance. You have to have a short memory in this game, and he's learning that there. That is just... Does that not have Ted Lasso vibes? Like, I kind of wanted to read that in a Ted Lasso voice. Like, I might just start doing that for all Chris Woodward, like, quotes that I read on here. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't start watching that show. I didn't watch it when everyone else started watching it. I binged it, like, a month ago. Maybe more than a month ago. I binged the entire first season in the first two or three episodes of the second season. And I was like, I love this show so much. And now it's, you know, waiting every week for a new episode. It's just torture. And I I know, right? But that's how we used to watch TV. But we got so <laughs> used to the whole binge watching thing where you can watch one show in a weekend if you want to. And waiting for a week, it just seems so foreign now, which is just silly. I grew up watching weekly TV. I don't understand why I'm suddenly like, oh my God, I can't believe it's a week. But yeah, no, you should do the accent every time you do a quote from the, yeah, I think you should. I need to, I need to work on that. I did it once and I, I don't, it might've been, it, it might've been decent, but I'm afraid to admit to myself that I thought it was decent because I'm just, I don't want to praise myself too much because then I'll get a big head um, like old Jamie Tart. But no, like, I think that's a great idea, like a great thing to do. And I love the show a lot. I, I started it. I've watched it through several times already. And I only watched it for the first time in like January, but it's like my weekly show. I'll have, uh, now that I've moved out, I'll go and have lunch usually every Sunday with my parents and we'll watch an episode of Ted Lasso because I got them into it. And so just a nice little wholesome family experience that I love. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it's definitely, it takes a special type of player to be able to handle that pressure and like, I know for me personally, uh, I would just crumble and fall and just die 
uh, if someone started booing me, if, if one person started booing me for anything in public, let alone thousands of people booing me right. like in a stadium, like I, I could not handle it. Do you think that he's handling it well? I mean, obviously he's doing well lately, but like, do you think that might've been part of the reason it took him so long to adjust to life there? No, I think the reason it took him to adjust is the Yankees weren't listening to him when he said he wasn't comfortable batting at the top of the lineup. Then they finally moved him down to the five spot, and that's when he started hitting. (laughs) That comes back to my problem with the Yankees coaching staff. These guys are telling them, I don't feel comfortable doing this, and they insist on rolling them out every night doing something they're not comfortable doing. And it's like, well, what kind of result are you expecting from these guys? And then all of a sudden, they move Gallo down, And he starts bashing home runs at a clip of like three a week. It's like, hey, look what's happening. (laughs) It's like, maybe you should listen to the guy. He knows what he wants. I mean, uh, uh, he had some struggles at at hitting in three hole for the Rangers uh, last year. Mm -hmm. And Chris Woodward said, like, all right, this is kind of like what he is. He's our best hitter. You hit your best hitter third. You want to get him more at bats. And, you know, last year was a real struggle for him. He did a little bit better when he hit in the cleanup spot. That's kind of where he's been, I believe, more this year with the Rangers is where that's kind of where he was. And uh, I think Adolis was hitting third. Maybe Joey was hitting third anyway, but he didn't hit any higher up in the order. Um, you know, I mean, it's, Joey Gallo was by far, in a way, the best bat the Rangers had this year, and it wasn't particularly close, so they could have hit him wherever. Like, it's not like someone was blocking him. It's not like, oh, we got a really great leadoff hitter or a really great number two hole hitter that's going to block him. But, you know, I think in theory that makes sense of Joey who's a huge on base guy and is a pretty good base dealer. Like it doesn't make sense for a guy who's six, five and however big he is like just big, big man to be like a lead off or a number two hitter. But like he has a profile, but if it's not working, like then it's not working. He doesn't feel comfortable. He's not succeeding. Then you got to put him in a place to succeed. Right? Like tonight he's fifth. It's LeMayhew, Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, Gallo. Now think of that. When you look at that top five, this team should be winning by a lot (laughs) with those first five guys. And then you have Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez, Brett Gardner, Gio Urshela. And they're just not doing anything. That's like, those are all really solid players for like one, one through nine. And Mm -hmm. like, maybe because I'm biased, I'd put Joey hitting fourth and Giancarlo after him just to have like the right, left, right thing. Right. But, actually be right left right left right for the first five which you can't really do that but it all like normally but like that works out so well like theoretically that's what you want to do but like it doesn't always work out that way but Mm -hmm. i think it could um but anyway we're gonna take another quick break we come back we're gonna talk a little bit more um about joey gallo because he is you know so weird and fun and wonderful and a little bit about what we think these teams should do for the rest of this season. Coming up after this word from our sponsors. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's something for everyone? And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. I did. Personally, I love mint brownie. What do you like? You know, I, I'm also a big mint and brownie kind of guy, but like anything with chocolate, like the cookies and cream is is solid. The uh, salted caramel, like I'm all in on that. Like it, it, they're all good. Oh, Yes. Other flavors, coconut, cherry barcia, which is Jason Burke's 
uh, favorite flavor that Locked On A's host. Mm-hmm. Uh, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. They are good for you. They're high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar. And if you go to built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. And I just got an email that Cookie Dough Chunk is back. Ooh. It's Now, it's not... Really? Yeah. Um, and I got a box of it. And yes, I highly recommend it. If you don't know what kind of flavor you really would want, get a mixed box. You get two of the nine flavors. Try them out. Figure out what you like. Again, use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Now, let's look a little bit at what these teams have for the rest of the season at this point as we're recording. Uh, I know the Rangers have 12 games left. How much? How many games do the Yankees have left? I'm not good at doing the math of whatever minus 162 i believe after they finish with the rangers they have an off day thursday they play three in boston have another off day three in toronto and then three against the rays to close out the season so it's not easy at all oh, that boy. is yeah <laughs> yeah y'all, y'all really need a, a sweep of of this rangers team because those mm-hmm. are man that's gonna be fun to watch as a as a neutral who doesn't really care um i mean i want joey gal to be happy so like sucks but i like i kind of want the yankees in the playoffs because like he's actually never played in the playoffs before he's never even like played a big part of a team that's like competing down the stretch he like just missed it in 2015 that was when he was called up um the rangers did end up winning uh the american league west and same with 2016 he didn't play much in 2016 2016 was just a kind of nightmare year for him they weren't sure that was kind of the year of transition between him being a third baseman at that point and he was playing a lot of first base, spent a lot of time in AAA, and things just did not go well. And, like, he's a guy who I I just know. I know that he's going to come up in the big moments because he always has. Like, he hit a three-run home run to win to snap, like, a – I think it was, like, 15-game losing streak at that point the Rangers had in his last game with the Rangers. Like, he hit the game-winning home run and, like, just came up in the big moment because he just knows how to do it. He has quite a few walk-off home runs, and, like, I – I really just want to see him get on that big stage. So all these idiots who are like, oh, his batting average isn't good. Oh, he strikes out too much. Oh, well, he's big, so he can't be good at defense. He's not a good baseball player. They can just shut the hell up and, like, watch him go off. Like, that's really what I want from this off for the rest of the season and in the playoffs. I'm trying to remember. There was a – I think there was a a tweet um, from a Yankees – it's like a Yankees stats account on Twitter – and it was talking about Joey Gallo's home runs since he became a Yankee and how many of them are, uh, you know, either tying or pulling ahead or something like that. And I wish I could find it because, um, you know, so far, so good. But uh, 
Let's see. Well, okay. Let's just talk about the offense just for a second. Okay. So the Yankees now have 10 players with at least 10 home runs. So you got Aaron Judge and Gallo both have 34. Stan is 28. Sanchez, 21. Rizzo, 20. Ruki Odor, 15. Gio Urshela, uh, 11. Luke Voigt, 10. Kyle Agashioka, 10. DJ LeMahieu, 10. But Gallo's right up there with his big boys. The, they're the top three. I love when all three of them play the outfield because it's just amazing to me. It's, it's so wild. Like, yeah. <laughs> having those three in, I'm like, are you kidding? You're really doing it. And it really works. Yeah. Like, it's the, we call it the big boy outfield when they play. I, I like it. It is the big boy outfield. Yeah. And, you know, Joey boy Gallo with did, an eye, by the way. Of course. Yes. Of course it's big boy with an eye. Um, mm-hmm. But Joey Gallo did play a lot of center field. Um in his breakout season in 2019, um, I believe he played more than half of his games in center field that year that he was an all-star and, you know, was really in MVP contention. He only played 70, 70 games, um, but he can do it for a long time. But like, I don't think it's best for him uh, like long-term here. I'm looking this up. Where was it? 2019. Let's see. Uh, yeah. 38 games in uh, center field in 2019 and 34 in left field. I forget who was in right. I think Shinsu Chu was in right field at the time. So that's where he was. Um, but that's why they transitioned to right field. Like he still can play center field. Um, I don't think he played. Let's see. He played one game in center field, um, one inning in center field in 2020. Um, this year with Texas. Yeah. All right field and uh, DH played 83 games in right field and 11 at DH this year. Um, I'm surprised that y'all haven't tried him at all in center field, but do you think the the Yankees have the same concerns about him, like holding up long term? Where, but I mean, Aaron Judge is like just as big, and he's playing a lot of center field, isn't he? It's really strange to me that the Yankees will not put Aaron Judge in left. It's like they're allergic to putting him in left field. I don't know why they're afraid of putting him in left field because he's pretty athletic. He's shown that he's very athletic, and they've put him in center enough times this year. I don't understand what the big deal would be maybe giving him a game in left and putting Gallo in center. We would never put Stanton in center. He would always stay on the corners. Um, But I think that the Yankees like to put, they'll put Gardner in center because he's been there for so long and they would prefer to have him there above everyone else, even Mm -hmm. judge. So I wouldn't see that from Gallo. Just, I would see him in the corners, mostly left sometimes, right. Depending on who's playing. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just because his arm is so big, but maybe maybe it's because when they do the big boy outfield, um, there's less. I mean, I know right field is pretty short in Yankee Stadium. So you think it's a a matter of like, all right, Giancarlo has less like room to patrol. And when he did play the field, it was a lot of right field. And so they think Joey's got the versatility to like, all right, you can stick him in left. That's fine. Yeah, and plus he gets more chances to throw people out at home or at least stop them from running from third. So I think they prefer to have him there than anyone else. And that might, I mean, no, Judge has a good arm too, but, you know, because he's nailed people from right field trying to stretch a single to a double or, you know, stuff like that. But I think they prefer having Gallo's arm in left. Yeah, that makes sense. And it wasn't as many games. I feel like when I turn in, to to Yankees games, I feel like I always see Judge in center field, but he's only played 23 games there this year and only started uh, 21, and that has been like the most of his career. I think he let's see, he had one in 2018 where he played center field, um, and other than that, I think that's it. I think this is the first year of him playing center field. 
Yeah, it's, it's very, like, it's yeah, it's rare. It's I, it was kind of like when he first did it, we we're like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> what like because this is one of the first years that him and Stanton are playing this many games together. I don't. Do you, can you hear that? Um, I don't want to jinx them because we're coming up to the end of the season, but they're playing in a lot of games. They've successfully avoided long IL trips for the first time as teammates. Um, I jokingly, when we all did our bold predictions before the season, I said that Stanton and Judge would play at least 40 games together. Well, <laughs> and it's to the point where that. now they're up to like, I think they're close to 140 games together. So, wow. yeah, yeah. That's a big difference maker. And mm-hmm. um, some little number stat that I was interested in tracking um, is every time that Joey Gallo has played more than, let's see, yeah, more than 70 games in a season. Um, he's hit at least 40 home runs. That was back in 2017, 2018. His first like full years in the big leagues. He played 36 games in 2015 and 17 in 2016. That was a nightmare for him. Um, but he had 41 and 40 home runs in 2017 and 2018. Um, but I didn't think he was going to get there this year because of how slow a start he got off to um, with the Rangers. And then, you know, the month of, I believe it was, was it May or June? Um I think it was June when he really just like caught fire. He ended up with 25 home runs and 95 games with the Rangers. Um, and, you know, he was kind of rough for his first 40 games with the Yankees. Didn't hit all that many home runs. Now he's up to 12 home runs with the Yankees. So he needs three more. Um, as of this recording, he might've hit one last night as you're watching or listening to this, by the way, in case you are just listening to this, this is show number two of mine on YouTube. So go look up, Locked on Rangers, not the hockey one. I mean, you can subscribe to them too. If you're a Yankees fan listening to this, I'm sure they're great. Um, but also go find the baseball one and, you know, like, and subscribe as the YouTubers say, <laughs> but I think he's going to hit that 40 home run mark, which like, that's pretty incredible to me for a guy to hit 40 home runs in basically every full season that he's healthy. Do you think he's going to do it or how high do you think he's going to get? I feel like is the more apt question at this point. I would like for him to hit 40 home runs. That would be great um, because the Yankees tend to do better when they hit home runs um, and having him contribute to that would be really great. Um, it'd be kind of fitting if he hit 40 on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of been about where he is. I want him. I, I thought there was a chance he would get to like 50 with the pace he was doing. There was a chance he was on pace for 50 in 2019 um, before he got hurt. I mean, he came back and played, I think another like, 16 games or so hurt but he had an oblique injury that uh Mm. ended his season or like basically ended him being really good that season um and then another injury um after he came back like a month or two after that so he wasn't quite the same but he was on just a wild pace and he's a real hot and cold guy and so i feel like he's definitely getting hot at the right time and i'm looking forward to seeing him um in the bright lights but is there any things about the Rangers that you have concerns about for the series or anything that you find interesting. If there's not like that totally makes sense. <laughs> well, I'm a little concerned only tonight, but not to, well. Okay. I'll say tonight, Tuesday, and then you'll be listening to this Wednesday, but I always get worried when the starter has an ERA North of four, but usually the Yankees biggest problem. And I joked about this on my show on Tuesday, anytime they see a pitcher whose ERA is North of six, they can't hit him. So it could go either way tonight because I believe uh, Dunnings has a 4.28, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. So we'll, has a 
he's been he's been the Rangers' most consistent starter all season. He's the guy who was the lead piece in the um, the Lance Lynn trade from Chicago. He's just been pretty solid all year. They're kind of limiting his innings because um, he didn't pitch in 2019 um, due to injury. I was wondering about that because so, yeah, I was he, looking at his numbers and wondering mm-hmm. why he wasn't pitching that much. Okay. Yeah. He, he, he was a reliever, his last outing, this will be his first start back. He had a, a run on the COVID list for about two weeks or so. The Rangers got hit pretty bad um, right after their trip to Boston. Um, two or three Shocking. weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's you a know lot COVID of- was floating around Fenway because it finally got the, to the uh, Red Sox players. So you knew it was going to affect everyone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, AJ Lexi, the guy who was the Monday night starter, um, he got called up then um, Taylor Hearn, who is going to be pitching in the Wednesday night game. Um, well, he had his first, you know, bugaboo start. Um, but he's a guy who I, I really, really like. Um, and if we had more time, I'd go into him. But he he had a bad starting his last time out. But he had been a reliever, switched to being a starter. Um, but his first seven starts, I think his eighth one, was the one that got him in a little bit of trouble. Um, but I don't know. Maybe he'll be back and dealing against the Yankees. That'd be fun for him. Um, I always, like, it's weird being a fan of a team like at, that's, like, having a losing season. Because you're like, okay, I want these young guys to develop. So I'm like, all right. Rangers offense, like go get some hits of these young guys. And then like the starter do really well, but like throw one bullpen guy who's not going to be in the long-term plans. Everyone, just get like eight runs off of him and then end up getting the loss. But like make it close though. It's just a weird, it's a weird thing to watch a team be bad down the stretch. And, you know, as a Yankees fan, you haven't had to see that in quite a while. So uh, I envy you on that. I was in high school the last time. They were really bad, right? Because we're coming up, I think it's 28 or 29 seasons above. Uh, no, I wasn't quite, I wasn't in high school, right? I think I was just getting out of high school. But, you know, I just turned 47. So it's been a really <laughs> long time since I've seen the Yankees be. That's why I always laugh when Yankee fans are talking about, this is the worst season I've seen in my entire life. I'm like, they're still in the playoff hunt. What are you talking <laughs> talking about well, I they want might be to like put, 16 so but i want no some of them are in their 20s saying this like even um nick totoro john totoro's brother the actor the both actors i've been watching baseball 50 years this is the first this is the worst season i've seen i'm like and i quote tweeted him and said no it isn't <laughs> <laughs> no it's not because no, i've been watching baseball for 40 years and no it's not did you not live through 1990 i did that was the year i turned 16 they were Andy Hawkins pitched a no hitter and still lost for nothing. That's how bad the 1990 Yankees were. So don't, Oh my gosh. Don't talk to me about, Oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Get out. Stop. <laughs> Yankee fans are so dramatic. Can't stand oh, it. Gosh. It's, it's nice to have dramatic fans. It means they care a lot. You know, Rangers fans are also dramatic, but you know, the stakes are a little less high for us right now, but you know, we'll get back there and, you know, hopefully we can have another, um, another lovely run to the world series, just like this one in, in 2010 beat the Yankees to go to our first ever world series. Um, the world series we'll, you didn't, maybe win. we'll actually win the next one. All right. Maybe we'll get there. Um, sucks that we can't have the, we were the first in the state of Texas to actually win a world series. We've got the, Oh yeah. We were the first in the state of Texas to win a world series game because you know, the Astros got swept in 2005 or whatever that was um, against. Oh, that's the, right. The white Sox against the white Sox. <laughs> yeah. um, but unfortunately, that little asterisk title is going to is going to stay with them for a while. Isn't it funny but, though that so many people like if you ask people who won the 2005 World Series, most people won't even remember. People I remember. Are like 
Wait, the White Sox one? Like so many people don't remember that because there was almost a hangover from the Red Sox, you know, winning for the first time in how many years? And the White Sox had just as big a drought and no one cared. <laughs> I cared. No one cared. I cared so- because my dad grew up a White Sox fan. And also I love it when the Astros lose in embarrassing fashion and them getting swept in the World Series. Is, Even back uh, then? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it's the city of Houston. It's a Dallas-Houston thing. Like, there is always hate been harbored there. And now uh, the whole world is seeing my vindication for my hatred. Like, ah, uh, oh yeah, they are really annoying. It's not just that they're close to you and you hate them thing. I mean, it's a little bit that, but, you know, it's nice having the people on my side. But <laughs> this has been a great crossover episode. Um, for those who are listening, uh, where can they find your work, um, you on Twitter, and all kinds of other fun stuff like that, Stace? You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. You can find me on Locked on Yankees, on everything you can listen to, and on YouTube. And I'm also the co-host of the IBWAA podcast, which Bryce was an, a guest of mine on. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. That was a great podcast. And uh, for Yankees fans who are listening, you can find me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can find this show at Locked on Rangers. Uh, yeah, we got the actual Locked on Rangers. Sorry to the hockey folks, but we were here first. Um they might be more popular we were here first you can also find the show on youtube just search up locked on rangers find the one that they're, they're, we're talking about baseball if you if you see my face you see stacy's face you know you got the right one um but thank you so much for joining me it's be a lot of fun um y'all be sure to join in on our locker room during the wednesday night game of rangers yankees and until next time don't forget to enjoy baseball So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Bets. Betting on the Yankees doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. If you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. And if you want to see my smiling face every day, subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming on Thursday, and hopefully I will be talking about a sweep of the Rangers. So I'll talk to you all then. 